الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعد أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وذكر فإن ذكرت أنفر المؤمنين واللهم سمي بخيننا بسمنا محمد ولآله وأزواده وأصحابه وذرياته أجمعين الله بعد As all of you heard the announcements uh, that we have one more night of Shaban and one more day of Shaban. And from most places in the world, tomorrow night will begin Ramadan. And maybe a few places in the world, they will have another night and day left until Ramadan. And so we find ourselves on the cusp of Ramadan. And in this day and age, you know, most people prepare last minute. So although we have uh, shared with many of our friends on this program that a person should prepare in Rajiv and Shaban for the month of Ramadan, but actually most of us in this day and age, we only prepare one or two days in advance. When we travel, we prepare one or two days in advance. Mashallah, the students from this day and age, they study one or two nights or days in advance. So anybody who is like that, who really prepares when they feel the pressure, who works hard when they feel the pressure, then alhamdulillah, they should feel that same intensity right now for Ramadan. It should not be that only for the dunya do we feel that, if there's a deadline, or if there's an exam, or if there's a project, and we feel the urgency and the imminence and the coming of that deadline. But then we should be the same way in our deen. And this is the real sunnah of Nabi Akareem, sallam, although he felt it for an entire two months, and that was his anticipation and yearning for the month of Ramadan. And I think, alhamdulillah, all praise to Allah SWT, I think a lot of us are feeling that now. And that itself is to shukr. That Ramadan has not even started yet. And Allah Ta'ala, my heart was so hard for so long it's only you from your rahmah and mercy that you have softened my heart to this extent that I'm actually anticipating Ramadan. I'm feeling a thrill in my heart and in my soul at the coming of Ramadan. I'm feeling the yearning and excitement at the coming of Ramadan. This is already the beginning of a new me. And make God to Allah let me be as excited about everything in Deen. Let me be as passionate about every Amal and Deen. Let me be as desirous of following every hukum of yours and deen. It's a beautiful way to start. And I think it's one of the most incredible things that there's so many things that we've lost as an ummah. That we know when we read about the early biographies or even relatively, even 19th century, even relatively recent of our akabr, ulama, mashayikh. And we find ourselves so vastly removed and so different and distant from who they were. But there's one thing which is Ramadan. And alhamdulillah, we've seen that in the Sunnah, even the believers who may not have been so practicing year-round, may even have been deceived by their nafs to fall into certain sins year-round. When Ramadan comes, they start softening up and start turning to Allah Sallallahu And really, it must be the sign that a person's heart is hard that the coming of Ramadan does not give them this thrill that the coming of Ramadan doesn't give them some excitement. We want to protect us and save us from that. We want to protect us from ever, be, ever being a professional believer. You know, professional believer is that person who fasts 
Let's take an example of a professional believer in Ramadan. They fast as a profession. What does it mean of what they do? Hmm? Or they take it, they know, they give dawah as a profession, their sheikh as a profession, their alam as a profession. It's not their passion, it's their profession. Hmm? I don't know if I can explain this properly in English. It means it's not their heart's calling. It's just an outward form that they adopt due to lesson, laws, merely due to custom and practice, and their heart isn't in it. And this is why I think Allah Sallallahu so beautifully chose this word in Quran, Sidq, Qunumasadikin. You must be with those who are true. Don't let yourself be with those who are untrue. Even if outwardly they may have the appearance, even if they may be a professional speaker on the lecture circuit, even if they may have a surrounding or a following, but you need to find those who are true. And one of the signs that a person is true is that Ramadan melts their heart. Ramadan softens their heart, melts their heart, and they find just the coming of Ramadan. Not even, it hasn't even started yet. Just this, just have an announcement. Moon is being sighted, moon is not sighted. One day left, two days left, one more night. Just this anticipation puts a thrill in their heart for Ramadan. That is a sign that their heart, alhamdulillah, is soft. And they are true to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They truly feel the feelings that a believer is supposed to feel in the month of Ramadan. So we should try to spend this next day or two or half in this feeling of anticipation. Because you know when a person is prepared for something, like we mentioned last week, that when you're prepared and you're ready, then you just wait in anticipation. Like a person who's ready to go on Hajj or a person who's ready to go with their plane. And we should be in that state. But we shouldn't just wait passively. But we should make Ibadah. Start doing now. Think, okay, I'm planning in Ramadan to read so much Quran, make so much Zikr, make so much Dua. So you could say, okay, I couldn't start so much in advance, but one day before, Allah subhanahu I'm not doing it. I'm not planning on doing it just because it's Ramadan. I'm planning on doing it for you. And I can just start right now. So to speak, to get a head start on Ramadan, not in terms of the fard fasting, but in terms of all of the du'as and ibadat and azkar and everything else that we want to do. Now, in this month of Ramadan, the real thing about Ramadan is that a person's change. Ramadan is for tazkir, Ramadan is for change. And it tells something about us, and we should really reflect on this, that if we haven't changed in previous Ramadan, then what happened? Because here there's one type of person who doesn't even do the things that have the power to change a human being. They don't fast, they don't pray. So okay, then there's no surprise that they don't change. They stay who they are. But what's surprising is that there's another person who has Iman, who is a believer, and he or she does those things that are meant to change a person, transform a person entirely. That's what these faraiz, Ramadan is like that. Entirely transform a person. And they still don't change. Allah Akbar. They change inside Ramadan. They change during Ramadan. But they don't change. They don't keep that change after Ramadan. So maybe they don't really change. And that's true for almost all of us about all our fara'i. Zakat doesn't make us more humble. 
or compassionate for the poor. We pray Salah, but it doesn't make us closer to Allah Taala. We go for Hajj, but and Allah Taala sends us back home as pure and pristine, like the baby who was birthed by their mother. But still, we go back to our old life and old way of sin. We spend Ramadan. Allah Taala sends His rahmah, His maghfirah on us. But still, we return to sin. So what does it mean? We're doing the things that are supposed to change us without changing. That is something, that's what we want to change. That's what we want to do different this year. If I'm going to fast, I'm going to pray tarawih, I'm going to do all these things, I should change. And this is the difference we have to make this year in Ramadan. And that is actually what the Mashaikh teach. All of the Sobos, Tariqa, Tazkiyah, Islah, Tarbiyah is all about change. It's all about how to change. Ilm is to learn what to do. And Tazkiyah and Tarbiyah is to change ourselves according to that knowledge. And that's a big problem. Amal is to practice. And Tazkiyah is to change. And if we do amal and have ill, but we still don't change, then that's a big problem. All of ilm is for change, all of amal is for change, all of ibadah is for change, all of akhlaq is for change. And one way we can reflect on our condition and we'll realize that we need to change is a lot of us have some gaps in our being. We're incomplete. We're partial. Or works in progress. And when you look at our attitude when it comes to dunya, we never tolerate this. You'll never leave a home partially constructed. You'll never leave a meal partially cooked. If there's somebody who starts studying something, we don't want them to leave it in the middle, partially completed, partially incomplete. If you have a task at work, you want to complete it. This should be the same attitude and same seriousness that we take about Deen. Allah SWT said in Quran, Udhuru that you must enter into Deen of Islam, enter into submission, enter into submission and peace, that true peace that can only be attained with true submission. That's what our Deen is. That true peace that can only be attained through true submission. That absolute peace that can only be attained through absolute submission. That individual peace that only be attained through individual submission. Family peace can only be attained through family submission. Global human peace can only be achieved through the submission by global humanity to the will and commandment of Allah Gasa means entirely sufficiently. Adequately, completely, totally. That's what Ramadan is for. That every year we end up incomplete. We have some nooks, some deficiencies, some shortcoming in us. And Allah Ta'ala, out of this infinite mercy, sends again the month of Ramadan on us. It gives us a chance to complete the deficiencies, to fill in the gaps. Why don't worship Allah Ta'ala as much as I should have all year? We can fast all day, pray to the at night. I didn't make du'a as much as I should have told Allah all year. We can make du'a to who make du'a to star, make du'a in the last 10 minutes. Okay, I didn't recite Quran as much as I should have. 
okay, recite the entire Quran in Ramadan. Okay, I didn't give as much charity as I should have. Okay, give lots of sadaqah in Ramadan. I didn't really sit with my family. I was so busy. I hardly had lunch or dinner with them. Okay, sit and have iftar with your family. Have suhoor with your family. Allah Akbar. There's so many ways. So many, many ways that Ramadan helps us fill in the gaps. And, and Alhamdulillah, that we've done. And we've been spending years like that. And this is what we've been doing. That all year round we slip and we fall and we slide and we become incomplete. And then again Ramadan comes and we complete ourselves. But then again after Ramadan ends, we go back to where we were. So this year, we need to do something different. And this is what I want to give this Masiha on tonight. The first thing is what I mentioned last week in this program, that there are two types of people, some who connect more to group activity and others who try to focus more on the individual worship. And I suggested that this year we should flip it, which is, I mean, normally people, there's been a lot of group activity in Ramadan, group tarawih, group iftar, group dua, group beyond, group lectures, group recitation, etc. And they think that by spending 30 days in the group activity, afterwards, individually, they'll be stronger. And it can work like that. But for increasing numbers of people, they're not able to benefit that much that they become strong as an individual. So if we spent a few years already in Ramadan in such a manner, then this year we should flip it. Flip it means that in Ramadan, focus on your individual activity, your own worship of Allah Subhanahu your own zikrs, your own ibadat, your own a'mal, your own akhlaq. And know that this course won't end in Ramadan. You should be ready. That maybe some people, yes, they can finish the task in Ramadan of completing their day. But most of us, we can use Ramadan to begin. We'll have to continue after Ramadan. And keep on continuing after Ramadan. However long it takes. And then, as and when, as and when means to whatever extent and whenever we find that our heart is getting strong. I am now regular in Salah. I am regular in Dua. Regular recitation. I make more zikr of Allah. My akhlaq, my adab, my character, my relation to become better. Then accordingly, correspondingly, proportionally, re-engage with the world. And always keep an eye on your own heart. Hmm? Always keep an eye on your own heart. This would be a good way to try to spend Ramadan. So that Ramadan is not a self-contained month, but Ramadan is a launching pad. Ramadan is the beginning of a course of Tazkiyah and Tarbiyah, the beginning of a program of life change and submission to Deen and trying to enter Deen completely. But I want to continue even afterwards. Even afterwards. And really this is our niyyah. Anytime we do any ibadah, that's our intention. We want to go all the way. Nobody makes intention, I want to be partially pleasing to Allah. Allah I'm praying Salah, so be partially happy with me. I want to fast for you partially after me. No, our niyyah is, and our dream is, our dua is, our wishes. Allah Ta'ala is completely happy with us. Allah Ta'ala wants to fast for Ramadan. Why? Because I want you to be completely happy with me. I'm going to pray five times a day. Why? Because I want you to be completely happy with me. So that's our niyyah. That's what we want. Allah wants us to be completely happy with us. And we want deep down that we could also be completely following the entire day. So this is the niyyah to make every day and night in Ramadan. Every day before we fast, 
that I'm fasting the first fast of Ramadan for your sake in order to make myself completely pleasing to you, in order to fight my nafs so I can completely fall into the in order so that I can enter the deen entirely, and to keep making this niyah, keep making this dua all day and all night, all the time, then maybe it'll work for us the other way. That we can become strong individually, and then we can become strong publicly. We need to become stronger privately. A lot of us are already very strong publicly. And you know, Allah Taala said in Quran, and He gave us what we call a tertib, an order, sequence of doing things. That you should save your own selves, number one. And you first and foremost save your deen, save your akhirah. And then save the deen and akhirah of your family. Now what happens is a lot of people, they go, they, they make a mistake. Number one, they, they jump straight to number two. And the second mistake they make is they misunderstand number two. They think that number two means that, okay, maybe I'm neglecting my family, that I've been studying deen, I'm busy in Tawa. So now what I will do is I will roll back my deen activities and I would just focus and give more time to the family. So Allah Ta'ala is not saying that Quran, just give more time. He's saying, Save your family from Jahannam. So you might actually spend more time with them. That's what the secularized, despiritualized, a-spiritual, let's call space time. They're just interested in the quantity, but if you spent more face time with them. But did that help them in the mission of saving them from the fire of Jahannam? It's interesting, Allah Ta'ala doesn't Say even that, you know, make sure that yourselves and your family get the mercy of Allah. Or something lighter, make sure yourselves and your family follow the daya. Very strong image, very strong language. Save yourselves and your family from fire. Not even Jahannam, Allah thought so too, describe Jahannam with nar, with fire. So why? Because it's, it's the reason behind this example. You see in this world that there's fire. If we see there's a forest fire that's spreading, and it could affect my family or it could burn me, then I forget everything else. There'll be no talking anymore, balancing and priorities. Everything will be irrelevant. The only thing, not just first and foremost, first and foremost, and only thing I will be worried about is saving myself and my family from the fire. So this is what Allah is trying to tell us in the verse of Quran. It is an overriding concern. So the purpose of art Sicker and time with the family is to help save them from the fire. And what goes to the fire? Any lifestyle, anything that is different from the deed of Islam, any way of life that is separate from the way of life of the Sunnah and the Deeperim, Sunnah is a path leading to the fire. Anything and everything that is other than Sarat al Mustaqim is Sarat al Nas, is path of going to the fire. So there's so many things like that around us. So many things that we do in our own life that might be against the commandment of Allah Ta'ala or against the Sunnah of So even the purpose of family time is save your ahl from the fire of Jannah. That's the purpose of family time. That's the purpose of family. But even before that, you have to save yourself. And only the person who has thicker concern about saving themselves Will they ever be able to be able to save their family?
Otherwise, they'll spend time with their family, but it won't help their family's deen. So what does it mean to have yourself? That's called Islam. Fix yourself. Change yourself. Transform yourself so that you're no longer doing anything that is even slightly displeasing to Allah SWT. There's nothing that you're even in danger of the fire jannah. First, change yourself. Then, interact with family. You know, some people, even they roll back on their deen with this need of spending time with family. They should do the first thing first. Say, okay, maybe I will teach less or do less dawah or whatever, because I'm going to do more ibadah, more zikr, more ilm. I'm going to work on my own self more. And then once I work more on myself, then I'll work on my family. This is very important. And this lasts all the way into moat. There's never a stage in life where we can think we have successfully, completely, finally saved ourselves from the fire of Jannah. We're always in danger. Always in danger. So then we should use Ramadan for this. And we should use Ramadan for this. And Ramadan should be a launching pad for our entire team. All of our deen. We should put deen first. That's the purpose of Ramadan. Fasting will make it easier for us. Fasting will assist us. But the purpose of Ramadan is for us to put our deen first. And this, that is what is called Tazkiyah. All of this, the Sogul, Tariqat, Tazkiyah, all about this. That's what Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran, Asmaha man zikkaha, makan khawba man dasaha. Indeed, true success and truly successful is any and every person who does tazkiyah of their nafs, who purifies their nafs. And indeed, in true failure and abomination is that person who allows their nafs to fall into vice, to fall into sin. So here in the talk, again, give an extreme statement, extreme imagery. There's no gray area, there's no compromise, there's no balance, there's nothing in between. Absolute, pure, complete success to the person who does this kia and absolute failure for the person who doesn't. Allah hmm? Akbar, so this is we must begin our Tazkiyah and we can continue on this all the way till we pass away. Then what happens? So another verse Allah SWT says, so in the first verse was Zakka, and here is Tazakka. So Tazakka is more intense in Arabic. So Zakka means that person who starts their Tazkiyah and carries on doing their Tazkiyah. And Tazakka is referring to that person who has kept on doing their Tazkiyah for a long time and now is trying to attain Tazkiyah. Is in the stages of now acquiring Tazkiyah. So here I'll well explain to us beautifully why. Why do you not change? The purpose is just to make sicker of Allah's name. The purpose is to pray Salah. Why do I want to purify my heart? Why do I want to be pure in my deen? Why? Because I want to be able to take Allah's name with purity. I want to be able to pray to the Salah purely in a state of remembrance and loving and yearning for Him. So what do we learn from this verse also? The purpose of Tazkiyah is just that, to become a pure abd and a pure abd. And what is the sign that a person has impurity? 
they're not able to get the sweetness of the zikr in Allah's name, and they're not able to focus on him in their salam. Those are the impurities. And that's why, you know, the world has so many pleasures and attractions, and a lot of people will tell you that, you know, why are you being so rigid and deen? Why are you so orthodox? Why are you so conservative? Why are you so traditional? Why are you being so hard on yourself? Why don't you take it easy? You know, you're missing so many things in life. Things could be so easy. You'd be happy. You'd get this pleasure, that happiness. And they say, okay, let's even say you're 110% correct. But that's not the happiness we want. Those happiness, if I was to feed my nafs, or to fulfill the pleasures of my nafs, and I would be impure. And what will happen, I won't get the pleasure of taking a look at his name, وَذَكَرَسْمَرَبِّهِ I won't be able to get the pleasure of Salah, the Salah. That's more important to me. So in order to get that purity and that pleasure and that happiness of zikr and salah, I have to give up these things. I have to follow the sharia. I have to obey and submit entirely to Allah's Prophet's commands. That's what Ramadan comes to teach us. Because that's why we fast. Allah commanded us. There's no other reason. Allah told to leave lawful food, drink, and relations inside nikah. We left it for him. There's no other reason. Why? To get this other pleasure. Which pleasure? To get the pleasure of taqwa. To get the pleasure of taqwa. Allah Akbar. The whole month is about this. So the purpose of Ramadan is tazkiyah. The purpose of Ramadan is taqwa. And we have to carry that purpose onward. We're just going to begin this process in Ramadan. Ramadan will end. Eid will come. We will keep going. We'll keep working. We will keep striving. Then if a person gets taqwa, then what happens? So that's the verse we mentioned in the beginning of the Psalm in Quran, Inna Allaha ma'alladheena taqaw That indeed Allah Ta'ala's intimate nearness and companionship is with the people of taqwa. So first there's Alladheena amanu and Allah tells them many things. Ya Alladheena amanu kurallahu kaseera make a lot of zikr. Ya Alladheena amanu ittaqullaha wa kunu ma'asadikeen Have taqwa and join yourself with the truly righteous ones. So a person keeps doing that, keeps doing it, keeps doing that, finally they get taqwa. Then they become this category. People, Allahina taqo, the people of taqwa. Allahina amanu, the people of iman. So what does this person get as far as Allah tells them? Allah ma'a. They get the ma'iyyat of Allah s.a.w. Allah s.a.w. intimate nearness and love and affection is with them. And as far as the rest of creation, Allahina hum mufsinun. What is their attribute, their sifat, their characteristic is that they are people of ihsan of Allah. They treat creation and others and one another with absolute virtue, excellence, beauty, and nobility. And with Allah SWT, they have the beautiful relationship of ma'iyya, of intimate nearness and companionship. All of this is the birth of their taqwa. All of this is the aim and goal of tazkiyah. So we should make it a practice then. Now just end with a few tips, practical tips for Ramadan. So the first tip was what we explained thus far, that to make Ramadan the month of change, and to make a near of change, that I want to remove all the deficiencies, I want to fill all the gaps, I want to intervene entirely sufficiently. And I want to save myself, number one, I'm going to work on myself, and then I will take this thicker and worry the slough of my family, so they come further from the fire of Jahannam. And we should make this niyat and dua all the time in Ramadan.
every fast is done with this niya, every time we break it is done with this niya, every time we create the Uriya should be done with this niya, every time we eat who should be done with this niya. Second, is we should try not just to do the Farah's Majrat, we should try to do them well, in a relaxed way, in a focused way, in a relaxed way, in a focused way. Many times we rush through our prayers, we should use Ramadan, one pillar, to help another pillar. It should be a product of ours in Ramadan. Our Ramadan isn't complete just by completing 30 fasts. Our Ramadan will be complete if our quality of Salah goes up, if our Salah changes. If our Salah changes, we change. If our Salah has been changed, we have to change. So if we want to change Ramadan, we have to change our Salah. Ramadan will go away, the fast will go away, the Salah will stay. So if we change the Salah, improve the Salah after Ramadan, we will remain will improve Salah, even though we will not remain with fasting anymore. So to spend more time in Salah, to reflect more in Salah, to ponder more in Salah. Third advice, is that we must become more distant from sin. Don't go near Zina. But also not meant to flee from it. So obviously the simple teaching is don't do sin. This means don't be attracted to sin, don't think about sin, don't be around sin, don't be near sin. Try to remove yourself as far away as you can from sin. Because again, what happens to most of us in Ramadan, we stop doing sin because of Ramadan, because we're fasting, we have shame and fatigue, but we remain close to it, we remain fond of it. But as soon as Ramadan goes, we turn back to sin. So number one, yes, we should stop doing sin. And number two, we should stop wanting sin. We should just go far away from sin. Far away from sin. And then inshallah, this Ramadan will change us. The fourth thing that we should begin in Ramadan and continue afterwards is to increase our ilm of deen. We should increase both the quantity and quality of our knowledge, especially in Quran, in Sunnah, and in Sira. Quantity means we should learn more of Quran, learn more Hadith, learn more Sira. Quality means even the things that we know, we shouldn't be content with that level of knowledge. Fine, we know the words of Surah Al-Fatiha, we know the translation of Surah Al-Fatiha, it's not enough. Go deep, read 10, 15, Tafsir, Surah Fatiha. Read 10, 15, Tafsir, Surah Al-Khlaas, Qadr Go deeper in the knowledge that you know and acquire the knowledge that you don't know. Refresh in the view of the Quran, Sunnah, and Sira. Try to get the feelings of these things. If you know the words, that knowledge that you have acquired, the words and the meanings, now try to acquire the feelings from that knowledge. Try to get the feeling of love for Allah that comes from that knowledge. Try to get the feeling of fear of Allah that comes from that knowledge. The fifth thing is we should know more and read more and practice more our ibadat and akhlaq. And that's what the soul says. More ibadah, more zikr, more tlaw, more istighfar, more salawat, more akhlaq. Learn more. What is lust? What is pride? What is greed? Learn more about that and how to rid ourselves and cure ourselves of that. Learn more what is humility. Learn more about what is gentleness. Learn more about the khlaq. And we try to practice it more. So learn more and practice more ibadah. And learn more and practice more akhlaq. And try especially in Ramadan to increase in du'as, Increase in meditation of Quran. Increase in du'asil. Increase in your tasbih. Subhanallah. Make a stikfar to Allah. Make zikr, maraqabah, zikr, kalbi, silent zikr of repeating the love name from your heart. Make zikr, la ilaha illallah, so to do some nawasan of God. So these were the few points that we wanted to give and advise our friends and listeners 
من الدعاء الله سبحانه وتعالى اكسبت على رمضان من الدعاء everyone of us keeps making dua for the ummah and that we strive our best this year in Ramadan to make it a Ramadan of change in Ramadan that launches our positive change that will continue even after the month ends and inshallah we will resume this program after the end of Ramadan and alhamdulillah and alhamdulillah